Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Podcast is me, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this broadcast today. Sit back and relax, and let's dive in together. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. On the program today, I am interviewing Pastor Bill Askell. He is the pastor of Bethel Baptist Church in Owasso, Oklahoma. Um, He began his ministry at Bethel in September 2005 after 28 years of ministry in the Louisiana Baptist Churches. He's the former vice president of the executive board of the Louisiana Baptist Convention, as well as a former president of the Louisiana Baptist Pastors Conference. So he serves as the chairman of the board of the Founders Ministry and is a coordinator of the Saved by Faith Young Challenge Camps. Bill received his Master's of Divinity degree from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And he and his wife have five grown children and 11 grandchildren. Really looking forward to having a conversation with Bill. So last month at the National Southern Baptist Convention, Bill ruffled some feathers because he brought forth language to adopt um, the immediate abolition of abortion without exception or compromise. And I, I applaud him for this. I think this is the right direction. I think we should do this. And we're going to have a conversation about that as well as his thoughts on pastoral ministry and the direction of the church and what we should be doing as Christians that are focused on a biblical worldview. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. I pray it encourages you and challenges you this week. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Bill Askell. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm glad you're here today. And, I appreciate and the invitation. I'm For those that are listening... This isn't over the phone. I'm in the inner sanctum. I'm in. I'm in Bill's office. So we're uh, we're sitting here having this conversation. I'm so excited that you're with me today. And um, so, Bill, for those that don't know who you are, mm-hmm. give me just a thirty thousand foot view of who Bill is. Okay. And what's your passion about? And and and, and yeah. we'll go from there. Uh, I am a born and raised in a Southern Baptist context in Beaumont, Texas. The fifth of six children. Mm-hmm. Um, Godly mother who who discipled me uh, from my earliest days. I mean, she told me about the love of Jesus. She sang about the love of Jesus to me. Uh, the Lord saved me when I was, uh, really saved me when I was 20. I went through a false conversion at 10, but really yeah. saved me when I was 20. And then shortly after that, uh, called me to the ministry. Oh, wow. So I uh, finished up my education in Beaumont, Texas at Lamar University. Went on to Southwestern Seminary uh, where I finished my master's. Came out of seminary to Broadmoor Baptist in Shreveport, Louisiana, mm. as associate pastor there. And then, uh, since then, I've been in pastoral ministry in Louisiana. The last 16 years have been here at Bethel Baptist in Owasso, which is just uh, a little north of Tulsa. I've been a wonderful ministry. Married uh, and have five grown children, 15 grandchildren. So my passion is, uh, is growing in grace as a Christ follower. Uh, loving my wife as mm. Christ loved the church. We've been married 47 years. Come on. And, uh, and then uh, loving <clears throat> on these, these grandchildren. Trying to, we have, we have a thing at Bethel we, we call, we're, we're, we're making disciple makers. That's, there you go. That's what, making disciple makers. And, and so if, if, if I die, do anything of merit, 
I hope to pray to God that we've made disciple makers. And then more recently, I've gotten back into the uh, abortion uh, fight. Yep. Uh, but I've come back as an abolitionist. For years, I would have mm-hmm. called myself a principled pro-lifer. But there are too many uh, descriptors you have to give to be a pro-lifer these Amen. days. You can be a principled pro-lifer, which is really an abolitionist. You can be a pragmatic pro-lifer, which a lot of them are. That this won't work. That won't work. Yep. Uh, you can be a professional pro-lifer, which can be a very lucrative endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last thing a professional pro-lifer wants is for abortion to uh, to cease. <laughs> then you can be a political pro-lifer, and that can get you elected and re-elected. And, elect- and they don't want abortion to cease. And then since the conventions, at Southern Baptist Convention, I've met some academic pro-lifers. It's a different kind of animal. So. <laughs> wow. So okay, that's, that's where I wanted to go. But you, um, I, I watched online... Uh, as you and several of uh, people that I know, mm-hmm. uh, Brett Baggett and, and some right. of those guys, you were at the convention. Yes. And and talk to me about what happened and wh- how did the, how did that come about? Okay, that's a great question. We uh, Dusty Devers back more about a year and a half ago. Uh, we were a group of us were talking abolitionists here in Oklahoma. And abolitionists by that I mean people who want to see abortion abolished immediately without exception or compromise. There you go. And so Dusty wrote the uh, skeleton of an abolitionist resolution. We did a little research in the history of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, first of all, Southern Baptists back in 71, 72, 73 were, were pro-abortion in the resolutions we passed at the convention. Shocking when you read them. Really? Uh, then you get beyond Roe, and there was some, uh, the conservative resurgence comes in in 79, mm-hmm. and we begin to, to sort of correct course on that. But, but all the resolutions, what we call pro-life resolutions, always had exceptions in them. Rape, incest, initially, yeah, yeah. health of the mother, uh, wiggle room. Finally came to one where they kind of sounded like no exceptions, but it wasn't really no exceptions. Point is, never in the history of the Southern Baptist Convention had a resolution on abortion called for the abolition of abortion, immediately without exception or compromise. So we crafted that. Then we began to go to work on that. We hammered on it, getting ready for Orlando 2020 mm-hmm. convention, which did not happen. All right. So we're sitting here with a resolution that's been um, <clears throat> germinating. I mean, it's been sure. really worked over. Yep. We'd come back to it every now and then, have, have phone conversations about it, hammer on it, chisel this, chisel that. Then we got uh, our friends at Free the States involved, mm-hmm. fellow abolitionists here. Uh, they, they put together a booklet for us. Uh, and so we go to Nashville, and we have our resolution printed. You have to submit a resolution by a certain date to the, to the Southern Baptist Convention Resolution Committee. Of course uh, they've got a committee. Yeah, of course there's a committee. <laughs> and, and hope that they will bring it out of committee. So I was the one that submitted it. Sure. Uh, my name's attached to it as long, along with the other co-authors. And I wrote an impassioned letter to the committee saying, this is historic. If you yeah. will bring this out of committee, it will be the first time Southern Baptists have taken a position of abolition on abortion. Um, but we were not naive. I've been going to conventions since yeah. 1979. And our, our best guess, our, our educated guess, was they were not going to bring it out of committee. Yeah. So we anticipated that. We came to the to convention uh, with some groundwork laid, pe- boots on the ground, wonderful people from all over the country who said, I'll go to Nashville with no intention of going into the convention, but I'll stay outside, I'll share the gospel, I'll pass out the resolution. So we had 7,500 copies of our resolution. We had 1,000 mm-hmm. copies of a pamphlet uh, called Are You an Abolitionist? Yeah. And there were people outside doing the legwork, literally, 
of getting that resolution in the hands of the messenger. So here's what happens. <clears throat> you come into a Southern Baptist Convention. It begins on Tuesday morning. So you're already registered as a messenger, ideally. You come in and there's a bulletin. It's called a daily bulletin. Uh, and in that first bulletin on Tuesday morning, they have all the resolutions printed that the resolutions committee intends to bring out for consideration. Yeah. They'll have a list of others submitted with uh, <clears throat> declined. So you look, uh, resolution on abolishing abortion, Bill Askell declined. Sure. Well, that's so we knew immediately they're not bringing it out. Yeah. <clears throat> but we had a game plan in place. We'd not gone there naive. Right. We already had prepared to use parliamentary procedure. I, I had contacted the uh, parliamentarian uh, before the convention and said, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Walk me through the pros, cons, pitfalls. Am I missing something yeah. here? And he was very kind to us. And, uh, and so I had it set up. So here we, so we, here we go. Uh, when they bring the resolution committee uh, to begin to consider the resolutions in the afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, I came to the mic, uh, asked for the opportunity to speak, and tell them uh, we had a resolution that was declined. Now, <clears throat> again, I've been to conventions for a long time. Before I did that, there was a woman that got up on the, there was a resolution for uh, a pro-life resolution yeah. from the committee to not allow tax money to go, it was to, to reinstate the Hyde Amendment or support the yep. Hyde Amendment sort of thing. And they, you know, self-congratulatory, which pro-lifers do, hug themselves, look oh, yeah. what we did. And so that was their that was their resolution they were going to present. Well, she gets up, somebody asked her a very good question about adding an amendment that would, would speak to how we need to recognize that it's, it's murder and women who do this are murdering their children. Well, she would have none of it. This woman, she's her, her name's uh, Dana Hall McCain. She's a journalist for AL.com in Alabama. So when she was asked that, she said basically, you know, I used to be harsh like that, but then I began to go to, to uh, uh, crisis pregnancy centers and sit down and talk with the women. And so she began to cry. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And, I'm not, and I, if she listens to this, I'm not making fun of you. Go watch the tape. That's what you did. Uh, well, I mean, the, the whole place. Oh yeah, just well, the we're not, not going to. Yeah, she sure. wanted, and so I leaned <clears throat> over to a, some pastor friends of mine, and I said, "If they sick that woman on us, if we, if we try to get our resolution out, we're going to go down like the Titanic, because you can't beat a crying woman on the platform of the Southern Baptist Convention. I've nope. been to enough of them." So I said, "I need a baby," and there was a young pastor sitting there, he and his wife celebrating their first. Uh, anniversary had a little baby and uh, I, and uh, he said sure you want to borrow him and I said well I, I can't hold him while I'm making my presentation just come stand next to me because what had happened was James Merritt the the chairman of the resolutions committee had said earlier in the discussion somebody wanted to make an amendment and he said he said I like the friendly tone of your voice we're going to hear that <laughs> all right so I'm taking notes in my mind so I got up <clears throat> fin finally my time came they said now you can uh uh, I make a motion, uh, Mr. Mr. President, uh, that this resolution that, that was declined, I said something about that, I made a little joke about that, because I know Southern Baptists, if, oh, yeah. if you can get them to relax, yep. and this is a, abolition of abortion is a pretty intense, it's a heavy, it's a heavy, very, heavy very. contest. So I thought Except. if I can get them to relax, then they'll hear it. Sure. And so I got up and I said, uh, Mr. President, I'm here in the friendliest voice I could find referencing the statement that had been made earlier. Yeah. And I have a baby with me. I brought a baby. His name is Charlie. And the people just erupted in laughter, which I, which I kind of knew they would. And I said, I want to say this. Uh, the resolution committee 
chose not uh, to hear our resolution. In fact, they said they would decline it. I said, no. As, as someone who's been married 47 years today, I can tell you that I've had plenty of opportunities throughout my marriage to be declined. So I'm familiar <laughs> with that. And I said, you could even say that the Lord used my wife to prepare me for this very moment. Yeah, yeah. And I said, but the important the issue of our resolution is too important to be ignored. I would like, and I'm sorry, I made an appeal, made a motion to bring it out of committee. Uh, in my knowledge, that's never been done. I talked to Tom Nettles, who was my professor at Southern, uh, Southwestern Seminary. He said, in his knowledge, uh, as a historian, mm-hmm. he'd never known it would happen. It would take a two-thirds vote Man. to bring it to the floor. Now, <clears throat> the folks who were able to pay attention to what was going on around us said the vote was probably closer to 90%. Wow. With the messengers. That, that, that just blows my mind that you've got the majority. Once again, the, the minority dictates to the majority sure, on this stuff. Sure, and yeah. if you actually have the conversation with people and say, do you think abortion is murder? Nine times out of ten with a Christian, yeah. 90%, uh-huh. they're going to say absolutely. Sure. sure. And, and, and going to the abortion mills that I've been to, mm-hmm. I've only been a couple times, but the, the, the times that I've been, People are violent. Yes, and they're yeah. and the women know what they're doing. <clears throat> exactly, like they yell at you as they're going in, saying, "I'm going to kill this baby mm-hmm. because I can't afford it." Right, and that's the bottom line: is 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 it's a selfish motive. Sure, it is. They, they they didn't think about that when they were doing the things that they were doing to get the baby. Mm-hmm. They were thinking selfishly. I want to have fun. Right. I want to feel good. Sure. And now there's repercussions. And I want to cover my sin. I don't want it. Yeah, I want to cover my sin. I don't yeah. want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I don't understand Southern Baptist. I'm Southern Baptist. My dad's a Southern Baptist pastor. Mm-hmm. I've been Southern Baptist my whole <laughs> life, and I'm 43 in November, and and I've just that I've always I'm a Southern Baptist. I'm I'm Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. and so I just. I, to my knowledge, I don't understand why the Oklahoma Baptist cannot jump on board with this, because mm-hmm. we're in Oklahoma. Sure, but I, and but it, it's it's like they fight against it for some reason, there's, and I don't understand. There's a couple of reasons that, that that I've weighed out, and what you described about the abortion mills, that is true. Anybody that says that a woman is the victim, too, no. has not been on the ground at an abortion mill. Uh, they will say things like recently one said, uh, which say, please don't kill your baby. Please don't kill your baby. Oh, oh, I caught it in time. Now, break down that statement. I caught, caught it, it in, in time. time. Uh, you could say that about an abscess tooth before it goes completely bad. Yeah. But see, where did they get that language? They got that language from pro-life legislation, which yeah. says we have a pain-capable act. Uh, you cannot kill a baby in the womb once that baby is capable of feeling pain. We have a heartbeat bill. You cannot kill a baby in the womb once the heartbeat's detected. What's the what's the other side of the coin? You can kill a baby in the womb if, if it, it can't feel pain. You can kill a baby in the womb if you can't find a heartbeat. And that's what she was saying. And I said to someone, I said, she is an indictment yeah. on the pro-life movement because yep. she got that language from, from them. So, yeah. so first of all, we have sent the wrong message that there, there is a time when it's okay. Yeah. If you can catch it in time, it's okay to kill your baby. Yeah. All right. And, and the, the underlying implication of that is it's not a baby until it's pain sure. capable. It's not a baby until it has a heartbeat. So pro-lifers have sent that message. 
Read we, Psalms 139. Exactly. Yeah. The Lord says says differently. Exactly. <laughs> Psalm 51. In sin, my mother conceived, conceived me. me. So, so you have that. I think there's a there's a, there's a failure of manhood mm-hmm. that w- men are not willing to speak the truth that can feel emotional to people, and women take this issue very emotionally. Sure. It's, it's our responsibility to teach people how to how to practice self-control, yeah. manage your emotions, let truth lead and guide them. Because here's the bottom line. If a woman is a victim as well in abortion and she is not in sin, why don't we, why don't we call her to repent? To repent of what? Yeah. See, if we say, well, we need to call her to repent of her sin, what is her sin? Uh, killing her baby. That's murder, sixth commandment. Sure. Right? She did not. She didn't sin by... Uh, losing time stopping by an abortion mill she sinned by willingly walking in it and allowing her baby to be murdered she's an accessory to murder and that sounds harsh until you realize Jesus Christ came into the world to save murderers Yeah, I mean you you can give her the gospel if you take away what she's done and treat it as if she's been victimized too you take away the gospel from her You you have neutered the power of the gospel. The gospel is for sinners. Christ came to save sinners. And you cannot call her a sinner and then deny that she has sinned. It's incomprehensible. So so I think that's part of the problem. We have an emotional issue. We're not not principled people. And then we've bought into some lies. One is that abortion is a a woman's issue. Men need to stay out of it. No, it's a gospel issue. Because you're killing an image bearer. Come on. And it's, it's, a, it's an American issue because our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence says you're, you're guaranteed life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that we're to give equal protection uh, under the law to anyone, born and unborn. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's the way this needs to be pitched. And it's not been pitched. So you get someone like a Dana Hall McCain who said, I, I go to crisis pregnancy centers and I see these women in distress. I would say to her, go to the abortion mills. Stand there and talk to them. A woman that goes to a crisis pregnancy center is not bent on an abortion. She may be considering it, sure, but she's not. The people bent on an abortion go to abortion mills. Yep. Um, and so I think that's why. Another another reason I would add to that is we, and I include myself in this, have done a poor job of educating the Oklahoma Baptist constituency and Southern Baptist constituency. Because I promise you, when I presented that resolution. Part of the argument of the resolutions committee later was, well, they didn't have time to read the resolution. They didn't know what was in it. That's a lie. We passed it out by the thousands outside. More people read our resolution before the convention started than read any resolution offered at the convention. Wow. We made sure of that. So that's, and it's just proof that grassroots, yeah. get, getting at the grassroots mm-hmm. level, can Absolutely. shift Absolutely. everything. Mm-hmm. It, so, so it did. I mean, and, and, the, and the conversation's on now. Sure. People all over this country. All I, over oh, this I Googled convention. your name. I Googled your name this afternoon. And <laughs> there's this news article after news article. And I was like, holy cow. Oh, no. the, the you're funny, a little bit of a celebrity. And the memes that have come out cracked me up. Have you seen, seen the memes? There's, yes. there's one of this. I don't know who this guy is. He's, just, he's this really strong 
built fella, you know, uh, and the caption is Bill Askell with a baby. And then there's this, there's this little fellow, this little in a red suit hopping around, uh, ERLC guy with a picture of a baby. I mean, it's yep, yep, stuff like that's yep. hysterical. Oh, it is. It's funny. But, but, you know, I thank, I thank God that we were able to get the message out and the discussion of abolition is on the table. Praise the Lord. Uh, before doing this today, uh, we sat down with some of the pastors uh, in a discussion with a state a Baptist state newspaper editor yeah. who is listening to this and open to this. Uh, the wave is coming. Praise the Lord. I said up to our Oklahoma brethren last year when the, when the legislature one more time uh, deep-sixed our bill. I said, brothers, God being our helper, we're going to burn down every place they have to hide. And that's what pro-life bills do, by the way. Now, it's not intentional on the people that draft them. I'm not... But the politicians know exactly what they're doing. Sure, they 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 flush our bills down push the toilet, it, push it further down. And the they embrace river. all these pro life yeah. bills so they can high five one another for the for the yep. legislative session. Look Line at my all pockets. Exactly, and I say, look at the stats. Yeah. Abortion is continuing to climb. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that says the pro life approach to this has been an abysmal failure, it's that you've been doing this for 48 years. And abortion is on the rise yeah. in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, the most conservative state in the country. With the buckle of the Bible Belt. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, a supermajority of alleged pro-life conservative Republicans, yeah. who many of whom would call themselves Christians, several of whom are members in good standing of Southern Baptist churches, and that is our biggest deterrent yeah. to abolition in Oklahoma. Just, It's mind-blowing. I, I just, I mean... Well, I'm just. My hope is that that we that we gain ground, and and I and I think after seeing what I saw on the floor of the Southern Baptist Convention, like this is this is a state. This is right. this, this is, is national. national. Mm-hmm. What I saw and I, when I watched as across the, those ballots went yeah. up in the air, and I just oh, yeah. I made my heart swell, mm-hmm. and I was just like, yes! It yeah. was so exciting to see, and I just I mean I literally like cheered at my computer as oh, I was oh. watching. I was like, yes! I can't believe this is so great. Right. Um, but man, I, I just, my hope is that, that people hear things like this, these conversations that we have on these radio shows and podcasts where we can garner some, some support Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and and see that, listen, what this is, it is murder. And the, the, the one that's the victim is the baby, the baby, the defenseless, the defenseless baby. baby. I mean, and if we wouldn't have the, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if it was you know having if the baby had come out 2 seconds no, afterwards no. and they and somebody walked in and slashed it yeah. with a knife no one would be like you know what that's i don't yeah. think that's murder or, or people say okay you can <clears throat> you can kill your baby up until the baby celebrates his or her first birthday yeah okay we, <laughs> and there would be people in arms absolutely they would in be, arms. They would be in arms they there would, would be, be people arms. with with pit, mm-hmm. pitchforks and and mm-hmm. and torches if, if you're standing burn it down. outside a facility and a mom's walking up with her toddler Heading inside, you do everything in your power. You'd probably kidnap the toddler yeah. to keep the toddler from being murdered. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a, and it's, so it's an out of sight, out of mind yep. thing. Um, uh, but we we have got to make the conversation come front and central, and it is in Southern Baptist circles. It is driving the academic pro-lifers yeah. crazy because good. Uh, yeah. But good. my my good friend, uh, dear friend, Dr. Tom Nettles, who was professor of history. At Southwestern, when I was there, professor of historical theology at Southern, mm-hmm. uh, recently retired, he wrote a response. He wrote, wrote a summary of the convention, 
uh, in the Founders Journal and wrote a section of it about the resolution. And it was brilliant what he did. Oh, wow. He talked about how he was amazed that academics, he himself being one, would come out against the resolution uh, as if to say, what are you pastors, what are you mere pastors doing when we professionals know better? Yeah. He said, he said, I was always encouraged when my students took what I was teaching them and applied it in their ministries. And then he said, these uh, ethicists in the SBC seem to be trying to gain the ascendancy of the argument by insult. Yeah. And not yeah. by reasoning biblically. It's just, so, it, it, so, does, it doesn't make any sense. No. And it's, so there, you know, there's all sorts of things that are happening, Caleb. I get phone calls and, and texts and emails from people saying, I did not know abolition was an option until I heard you presented on the floor of the Southern because we're, Convention. we've done a darn good job <laughs> yeah. of shoving it exactly. down the pipe so that nobody mm -hmm. sees it. Exactly. Here's, here's an irony to me. Nearly every year at the Southern Baptist Convention, the woke crowd figures out a way to get us to repent one more time of either being white or repent of our, of our alleged complicity in slavery. Slavery was awful, but it's been out. There's no slavery in the U.S. now. Uh, it's gone. No. But, but abortion is going on right now. It is. And, and I, I look back at, at, at men who work towards the abolition of slavery, mm -hmm. and it, it, it was the same kind of fight. Exactly. Exactly. It was the same kind of fight mm -hmm. that we, oh, we can't do this, we no. can't do this, we can't do this, you know. This and won't it, work. <laughs> it won't work. It's just not natural, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And look at it now. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and people are living in freedom. Right. And guys, I, I just, I'm, my heart's cry is that if we go out, if we sit at, at this table long enough, we're going to see that. We're right, mm -hmm. and the science does back us. Everybody's like, "Oh, you're you're just religious. You're not scientist. Right. You're not scientist at all." Well, science right. backs what the Bible says about about babies mm -hmm. being sure. conceived and, and born and, and being in life. Mm -hmm. And so, it's it's frustrating to see fellow brothers and sisters in Christ align themselves with a view that is not in line with the Bible. To get from where they are to where we are requires repentance. Amen. All right? And I'm, I'm not going to say this of everybody, but there are some people in the pro-life industry, and that's what it is, mm -hmm. who are too proud to repent. If you're listening to my voice and you've dismissed abolition just because you think we're a bunch of nutcases, I'm going to tell you, the scripture is on our side. You shall not murder is pretty plain. Yeah. Science is on our side. Watch a sonogram. There are videos out there of little bitty babies, pre-born babies in the womb, and what they do when forceps are introduced into the uterus, they, they shriek back. I mean, they draw back as if someone help me. Rescue those being led away to the slaughter, the scripture says. Yes. So so slay your pride. I had to do that, by the way. Yeah. A couple of years ago, when the Oklahoma Baptist Convention rose up, the leadership of the convention rose up to say that SB 13, that was our, that was the abolitionist bill before the legislature, was mm -hmm. not a good bill, that it would undo all the gains we'd made uh, in stopping abortion. I was horrified. Yeah. And I was slapped out of my complacency. Yep. And so I stood before my congregation. I repented to them for yeah. being complacent. I watched that video. And so so <laughs> do that. Amen. God blesses that. I told those people at that video, I said, do not give up. Reinforcements are on the way. Amen. Amen. And look where we are now. And um, uh, SBC 13, it took, I was, I was a pro-lifer. 
Mm-hmm. I, I was. I yeah. was pro-life, and I, and I thought what we were doing was good, and sure. this was this is the right thing to do because, of course, they want to get rid of it. Sure. Well, of course, pro-lifers mm-hmm. want to get rid of it. Most pro-lifer people, if you talk to them right. on a on a surface level, the they want to get rid of it. on the ground, pro-lifers want to see abortion abolished. They want to see it ended. Mm-hmm. And and when, it, when I got into it more and started having conversations with people, I was going, wait a minute. They they just want to regulate this thing. Mm-hmm. They don't really like the people in charge don't yeah. want to get rid of it. They want to regulate, yeah. and that's when I just at SB thirteen. I just I went full tilt mm-hmm. and just said, "I'm an abolitionist." Yeah. I I went from a pro life right. to abolitionist, and that has been my mantra. Mm-hmm. And and I've I've lost some friends over it, and that's okay. Sure, and I, sure. I'm if they s- keep their Bibles open, and they'll, they'll have, come have back. A sensitive conscience of the Holy Spirit. They'll join you. They'll join, They'll join Amen. you. Amen. They'll my mind about that because, I mean, I worked with the Louisiana legislature when I was pastoring in, in Louisiana. Same kind of thing. And I would have called myself a principled pro-lifer, meaning a no-exceptions pro-lifer. Sure. We, we were taught by, a, uh, by a, a professor at LSU in Baton Rouge, constitutional expert. And at that time, we were thinking we need to get a law that will make it out of the state and get before the Supreme Court to overturn Roe, that was our process. And he said, he said the only t- law that can overturn Roe is a no exceptions, a clean no exceptions bill. If you leave exceptions in there, the justices think like this. So you want to keep, uh, you want to protect some people in the womb. You're saying that they're human beings there, and you want to protect some, but not those who are victim, uh, who rape, rape, incest. Yeah. And so that doesn't call for equal protection and equal justice under the law. That's a that's a mixed message. He said that'll get struck down every time. Every time. Yeah. He said, but if we can go with a clean bill that says we're talking every unborn child be protected. Yeah. And, and life begins at conception. He said that has a chance of, of passing. Now my strategy has changed now uh, through the years. But, I, but yeah, two years ago, a little over two years ago. I became, I said, I'm not a pro-lifer anymore. I don't want to be identified with that movement. I'm an abolitionist. I'm going to call names here. Tony Lowinger, who is the president of Oklahomans for Life and is the vice president of the National Right to Life, has, he loses his livelihood if abortion is abolished. All right? Yeah. And he, he is the biggest fighter against our bills. He goes around to the legislators talking to them, lying to them, mm-hmm. telling them when I well, the first time I talked to a legislator, my my representative told him about SB thirteen or whatever we were dealing with then he said he said, That's a, a cessationist bill, isn't it? I said, What do you mean? I mean that's a bill wanting to, to leave the union, taking Oklahoma out of the union. <laughs> I said, where? I said, where did you hear where that? Did you hear that? No way word. And Tony Lowinger Oh, Oklahomans for Life. Are you told kidding him, me? Told him, told him that Free the States, which is a abolitionist organization. For, oh, he used that, to play that, on Yeah, that uh, they would free the states. They want to separate. separate. They're talking about all about state sovereignty. And and and, oh, uh, and so they want to leave the United States. And so they'll stop at nothing lying to That's them. crazy. And so I told him, I don't want to be known as a pro-lifer. I, I would, if, I'm, if pro-lifers are listening to me now, let me plead with you mercifully. Plex it. Exit the pro-life movement. Yep. Come and join the one movement that matches up with Scripture, that recognizes the implications of the law, and that the only thing I know that God will bless to 
abolish abortion and that's to become an abolitionist who wants to abolish abortion amen. immediately without exception or compromise Come on. that's the position where we need to take amen so bill if somebody and we've got just a few minutes here left what um if, if people are interested in finding out more about your ministry and how, uh-huh. how, what you're doing where do we where do they find you? okay you can reach reach me at uh, uh heritage oh heritage <laughs> I did. I did pass it there about twenty years ago. Let's try again. Let's try again. I was. I had. I had Louisiana on my mind. Uh, Bethelowasso. dot org. I think or dot com. Go there. That's our church's uh, website. Uh, you can call. You can call nine one eight two seven two 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 nine, which is our church phone number. If no one answers, leave a message. We'll get back with you. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Bill Askell. A S C O L. Those, those kind of ways. You can go and look at our, our, our abolition website, Southern Baptist for Abolishing Abortion, uh, <clears throat> com. Check that out. Some great stuff on it. I would encourage you to go to a site called Rescue Those by mm. dear friend Pastor Brett Baggett. Dear young, friend of ours. Yes. Yeah, young guy, but boy. He's on one, fire. One of the sharpest I know. Had him come preach at my church. Uh-huh. And we had him at a Bible conference and he was our last speaker mm-hmm. and literally blew the doors oh, off. Oh, sure. Just and, lights the place up. Oh, I love it. God's really gifted him. Uh, he and, has. And he's a tremendous preacher and communicator and very, uh, I mean, he, he's done some things that shame me. I wrote him about that myself. <laughs> I said, I'm almost 69 years old and I'm I'm shame when I'm around you because you're so zealous for these things. <laughs> and so, so Brett Baggett, rescuethose.com, I yep. think is another yeah. one. Uh, freethestates.org, I believe is theirs. Check that out. There is a ton you can get an education at Free the States uh, that will make you the equivalent of a Ph.D. in, in abolition Amen. if you'll take advantage of it. So those are some good places to go. What's next? People ask, well, so what's next after the resolution? Well, did the resolution at the convention. We're encouraging state conventions as there are people in those states uh, to, uh, to come up with that resolution or something very similar and bring it to the state convention, get it adopted. When it's adopted, uh, not only at the SBC level, but at your state level, and we're going to lovingly feed it to the legislators in Oklahoma and tell them this is where the largest Christian group in this state has yeah. taken its stand. If you stand with us, we're going to support you. Amen. If you stand against us, God being a helper, we're going to replace you. Amen. Amen. Brother Bill, I'm so happy you came on today. Oh, I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. Um, would you dismiss us in prayer? Yes, yes. Thank you. Dear Holy Father, you're the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we come to you in Jesus' name thanking you so much for the goodness and the mercy that we receive from you every day, most of all for the salvation by grace through faith in Christ that is our ultimate gift. And Lord, we know that you have saved us and Mm. given us a holy calling, uh, that you're the author of life, and you're the one, it wasn't our idea, you're the one that says you shall not murder innocent Mm. life. So help us to be faithful. We know we're going to stand and give account to you one day. Yes, Jesus. And we don't want to be like the folks in World War II that watched the trains go by carrying the Jews to the slaughter. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't want to be like even our Southern Baptist ancestors who turned a a blind eye and a deaf ear to the horror of slavery. Mm -hmm. Now, Lord, help us to repent. I pray that somebody within the sound of my voice today will come face to face with these realities. That this is the American Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Babies are being slaughtered like 3,500 a day. And that you've taken notice in heaven. And we're, our nation is under this, under judgment of God right now. Yeah. 
because we have let the blood of the innocent be slaughtered to the tune of 62 to 65 million babies. God, give us grace to repent and help us to live to see this horror abolished. Raise up an army uh, in churches all around us. Raise up an army of men and women who will stand and say, no more. The God of heaven says no, so we say no more. And deliver us from this evil, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for being on the program. Mm -hmm. You guys need to check out my friends at Outpost Coffee. They have an incredible caffeinated beverage that will not let you down. The warmer weather is here with spring. Go get yourself a cold false trail or a warm vanilla latte. Like, you can't beat it. I mean, if you don't like the fancy stuff, just grab yourself a house drip. You can't beat it. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. That's outpostcoffeeco.com.